Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Sometimes it's hard to comprehend that faithful Christians have enemies. But it's true, and Paul had many enemies. Today on Drawing Near, we see that some people tried to cause Paul's suffering through the preaching of the gospel. Let's take a look at this together. Open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1 and join us as we study Christ is Preached. As we get ready for our study today, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, our God and our Savior, we thank you for this day and the blessings that accompany this day. For many of us, we are already into our day, and we are thankful for what you've already done. But for some of us, we're just beginning, and so we're anticipating by faith that you will guide us and direct us and use us for your glory. Father, as we prepare for or deal with the circumstances of today, we pray that we will be guided by your word and your Holy Spirit. Give us strength and wisdom. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I'd like for us to begin by reading chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. Verse 15 says, Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. So in order to understand what we're looking at here, we need to recognize that Paul is in prison. He's in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Having made enemies, There are those who want to silence Paul and the preaching of the gospel. And so they attack him, they falsely accuse him, they drag him into court, and he is imprisoned. While he's imprisoned, Paul has already told us in verse 14 of chapter 1 that most of the brethren in the Lord became confident because Paul was imprisoned for the gospel. They saw what was happening to Paul, and rather than run and hide, they became bolder more confident, and they began to preach the word of Christ without fear. But then when we come to verse 15, we see something a little curious. He says, Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. There are always those who preach the gospel of Jesus Christ from wrong motives. We need to understand that. Because of this, We don't blindly follow just anyone who preaches Jesus Christ. We have to carefully listen. John tells us that we need to try the spirits to see whether they are of God. Jesus tells us at the end of the Sermon on the Mount that we need to test the fruits to see whether or not those who teach us are legitimate believers. Some are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ out of envy for Paul. Paul was starting churches. He had a large following, a big name. Now, Paul didn't try to cultivate this, but this is what happened. He was drawing a lot of attention. 
and some were envious of Paul. And so they preached Christ, trying to receive the same kind of accolades or attention that Paul received. Now, what's kind of funny about this is some of Paul's attention was negative attention. And so who would be envious of that? But maybe some were. So they were preaching Christ even from envy and strife, conflict within the body of Christ. They didn't like Paul. They didn't like the attention he was getting. And so they preached Christ from the wrong motive. But Paul acknowledges at the end of verse 15, and some also from goodwill. Some were doing it for the right reasons. Verse 16, he begins to clarify those who are preaching out of envy and strife. He says, the former preach Christ from selfish ambition. They're trying to promote themselves, really, not Jesus Christ. Their motives are selfish, and they are ambitious. They're not preaching Christ out of a sincere faith or sincere love for Jesus and the gospel. And he says they do this, supposing to add affliction to my chains. They were trying to cause Paul harm, hoping that by preaching the gospel, they would stir up more conflict and more strife which would be directed toward Paul during his trial and while he was in prison. But notice in verse 17, he talks about those who preach Christ from goodwill, those who had become bolder because of Paul's chains. Verse 17, but the latter out of love, out of love for Paul, out of love for Jesus Christ, out of love for the lost people who needed to hear the gospel. And they did this primarily out of love for Paul, knowing that Paul was appointed for the defense of the gospel. When Paul got saved, Jesus told him the kind of things that he would have to suffer for Christ's name. Paul knew going in that this was not going to be an easy path to walk. And so many of the followers of Christ knew that Paul was appointed for the defense of the gospel, and they loved Paul, and they preached Christ out of love for Paul and Christ. But notice Paul's assessment of this whole situation. Paul's not trying to judge or condemn those who are preaching Christ in a wrong motive. What he's simply saying here is then, what then? What do we take out of all of this? Only this, in every way, whether in pretense, as pretenders, or in truth, genuine believers, Christ is preached. You see, The greatest thing that could come out of anything that Paul did is the gospel being spread. Now, Paul didn't really care. It really wasn't his business what kind of individual spread the true gospel, as long as the true gospel was being spread. He wanted it to be spread. He wanted people to hear about Jesus. He wanted people to trust in Jesus and to follow Jesus. That's all he cared about. He went as far as to say, that he would even be willing to be accursed by God if his fellow Jews would believe in Jesus. Paul wanted people to hear the gospel and be saved, and he was willing to suffer about anything for that to take place. So, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and Paul says, and in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. That's a great attitude to model. That's a great attitude to follow. We need to understand it is of utmost importance that the gospel of Jesus Christ be proclaimed. And we need to encourage it. We need to participate in it. And we need to pray that the gospel be proclaimed and be willing to suffer no matter what it takes 
to have the gospel proclaimed. This is what Paul models for us and for the Philippian church here. But as we deal with this, in verse 18 he says, In this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. Paul was rejoicing over the spread of the gospel while in prison. While in prison, Paul found a reason to rejoice in Jesus. That's an amazing testimony. And many people call Philippians the epistle or the letter of joy, because joy is a significant theme. And that's an important thing to note, because Paul teaches about joy and models joy while suffering for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to learn what joy is, and we need to embrace this characteristic, this spiritual fruit of joy in our lives. And what that means is we need to see the positive even in our suffering. We need to see how Christ can be glorified, how the gospel can be proclaimed, even in the midst of our negative circumstances. Father, help us to understand how you work in and through our lives to bring about your glory, to enable us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share our testimony of the hope that is in us, the hope of eternal life, the hope and knowledge that we will spend eternity with you in heaven, having received a glorified body as a result of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Help us to point people who are struggling with sin and struggling to find a way in this world, help us to point them to Jesus Christ through our positive circumstances and our negative. Guide and direct us today, and I pray, Father, that you'll open our eyes to the needs of those around us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.